Thriving in today's fast-paced world of change and disruption requires innovation. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that explores the ins and outs of innovation with raw stories, real insights, and practical advice for the best and brightest in the world of startups and innovation. Each week, we'll bring you the latest ideas in lean startup, design thinking, corporate venture capital, and more. Now, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. I'm Brian Ardinger, and I am super excited to have our guest today from the Silicon Valley area, uh, Lisa K. Solomon. She is a author, uh, a teacher, a consultant, a person who has been in, in around the innovation space for a long time. So welcome, Lisa, to the show. Thank you, Brian. It's great to be here. Um, for our audience, why don't you give us a little bit of background of how you got into this uh, game of innovation? Absolutely. I've been doing innovation work for close to 20 years, Brian, and it's only been in the last 10 that I had a better vocabulary to talk about it. One of my first jobs out of college was working with what we call then a marketing firm to help identify new growth areas based on uh, customer needs. Uh, we were doing a lot of ethnography. We were doing a lot of observation and going back to big corporate companies and encouraging them to think about new ideas on how to extend their offerings or offer adjacent products based on what we were seeing in the field. Uh, at the time, we just called it common sense. Uh, <laughs> and we didn't realize that uh, companies had a very different way of thinking about growth, which was really looking at what they did last year and adding 5% and a whole lot of hope and magic. <laughs> right. um, and it's really been uh, through the rise, I think, of design thinking, of some of the newer methodologies we're seeing thanks to lead startup and customer development by folks like Eric Reese, Steve Blank, that we're starting to understand the discipline and the vocabulary around user-centered innovation yes. and how we can bring that into many different kinds of organizations to help uh, create growth engines. Um, so my role in that is I was a consultant for many years, uh, designing conversations about the future through a creative process called scenario planning. Uh, six years ago, I migrated into more of an education role where I started teaching innovation as a leadership skill at the MBA in design strategy that's housed here in San Francisco at the California College of Arts, a hundred-year-old art and design school. Amazing. I heard you describe yourself as helping leaders get more comfortable imagining new futures. Uh, and, and the idea of idea of innovation and disruption and change it doesn't come easy to a lot of folks. And, and so talk a little bit about how do you get uh, folks comfortable with this, this changing landscape that's getting ever faster? It's a great question, Brian. I wish there was an easy answer. The more I do the work, this work, the more I realized that when it comes to innovation, the hard skills are really the soft skills, the things that are hard to codify and measure. Uh, and I'm my work and the area that I'm particularly interested in is getting uh, very practical and specific about how leaders can start to truly embody some of the skills it requires, some of the behaviors and mindsets to be innovative. Because although most organizations have some kind of mission statement or some sort of mandate that says we have to be innovative. They don't do a very good job at being specific around what that means, what that means for them and what that means for the rest of their employees. Um, I think the first thing uh, that uh, leaders need to know when they aspire to be innovative is that 
they better be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, Because when we're trying to bring new ideas into the world, it's rare that we know what the right answer is. Uh, It's much more important to go in with the right question. And if you think back, Brian, to the kind of education that we have, there's not a lot of classes that's really geared towards asking open-ended questions that don't have single right answers. The majority of our schooling is around uh, getting to answers that can be gradable, um, that can be known, that can be measured. And so when I do work with leaders, I have to first see and test how comfortable they are with ambiguity, um, with questioning, with realizing that their job as leaders may look very different than what they thought it was going to be. I I think they used Mm -hmm. to think about leadership as having the vision and then asking the organization to execute on that vision, cascading it down through the management ranks. I think leaders now who care about innovation, instead they have to have a mindset of curiosity, uh, mm-hmm. a willingness to ask different questions and to engage many different kinds of people in the process of trying to understand where value is in those new questions and how they might turn that value into a repeatable business model that they can scale. Right. I think this key to, is exploration, as kind of you laid it out there. And, you know, I think too many of us uh, are in the defensive mode immediately to you know, defend our ideas and defend our, our stance in the world. Um, but I think one of the things that's come out in the lean startup movement and, and some of these other techniques and models that you're seeing is is using the, the market, really, to be able to provide that cover <laughs> or, or to provide right. that, uh, that defense for you where it's like, I don't necessarily know all the answers, but let's go out and find out what's actually going on in the real world and uh, use that as a, as a mechanism to help tell that story, I suppose. Absolutely. I mean, even when we come up with a new idea, we present it to even our closest colleagues and we'll say, I have this great idea and it goes something like this and we'll share it. The moment we start getting questions about that idea, we feel like we have to defend it, you know, versus Mm -hmm. using those questions or, you know, using that very initial engagement about the idea as an opportunity to understand what we need to learn more about to inform a learning agenda or a series of experiments we might run to see if there's any value in that idea. So, you know, as I said earlier, we have to get comfortable with this, these new skills of presenting ideas that are not backed by data, perhaps using a creative way of presenting those ideas, either through metaphor or through story, uh, through visualization, and taking some of the initial feedback we get around those ideas as an opportunity to, to inform the next rev, not to mm-hmm. evaluate whether that idea is good or not good from the very first interaction with somebody else outside of you know, a family member who's going to tell us the idea is great anyway. Exactly. Can innovation be uh, driven from the the internal corporate folks, the bottom up almost, or does it have to start at the top? Does it have to have the core leaders at the top of the organization that drive this innovation? Well, I think it depends on what you mean by drive, and it's, a, and it's a good question. And again, something I'm always looking for to look for those bright spots of companies that are able to make it work. I think you need top cover. You do need the leadership to be supportive of the efforts. If you have a Skunk Works project, for example, or an innovation project on the edge that doesn't really have buy-in, at some point you're going to hit an obstacle. Now, at the mm-hmm. same time, I think it doesn't mean that, they, that the ideas need to come from the top. I think the support needs to come from the top, and uh, Intuit is a great example of this. Scott Cook, who is the founder of Intuit and now Brad Smith, the CEO, 
um, they're a great example of driving an innovation culture because they are very public in their support of this new way of working, of an experiment-driven, design-led um, path to innovation, where they understand that the key to uh, delivering successful, innovative products is understanding their customers better than anyone else. Um, so they really support uh, scaling the practices that it takes for all members in the organization to understand what that method is about and to take friction out of the way. Mm -hmm. So the idea may come from the bottom up, but it is supported by a culture there that is really invested deeply in um, a discovery orientation and an experimentation uh, bias towards bringing new products to market. Yeah, the the leaners really do have to set the tone. And I, I see it a lot of times where corporations run into problems where they, you know, everybody wants to be innovative and everybody talks about being innovative and you see quite a lot of innovation theater out there, whether it's, you know, hey, we need to, you know, have a cafeteria or we need to have a corporate accelerator or whatever the the blend of the day is uh, without actually thinking about, well, how we're going to actually take action on this and and not just provide lip service to innovation, but actually do something about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think we're seeing a, you know, a, a, an almost backlash to, a, you know, innovation by brainstorming, right? Let's just all have ideas. As you said, we, mm-hmm. many of us have great ideas. Ideas is not really what's going to lead to successful innovation. It's really the deep persistence, uh, the willingness to, to, you know, move forward when you're not quite sure if it's going to be successful and to um, take small steps towards a larger goal, um, really balancing that, you know, sort of balcony and dance floor um, mode, you know, seeing the big picture and being willing to break it down to say, but this is the most critical thing we need to test right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you've got a new book coming out. Uh, it's called Design a Better Business, and it's new tools and skills and a mindset for strategy and innovation. And, and from my understanding, it's really a, a toolkit uh, for the tactical, how do you do some of this stuff? Can you talk a little bit more about the new book coming out and, and what uh, readers uh, should be prepared for? Yes, great. Thanks for asking, Brett. I'm really excited about this book because I think it builds on so much of the work that's being uh, that's been laid out in the last uh, five to ten years around design thinking and the lean startup movement. And um, this book was really uh, built out of uh, what my co-authors Patrick Vanderpeil and business designer Justin uh, Lokitz was hearing was companies were eager to bring design-driven innovation into their organizations, but they just didn't know where to start. Um, Patrick has been doing business model innovation for the last four years. I've been teaching the leadership skills associated with innovation and design, and Justin comes from a large company himself, so he knows you know, how challenging it is to do it from the inside out. And so what we did was we really identified um, the process associated with innovation that really starts with first preparing, as you said, securing the top-down support getting the right people on board, and takes uh, the readers through a very simple, what we call double-loop process, which uh, enables uh, leaders within the organization to be very methodical about how they're bringing design into their organization that's supported by specific tools and ways of working. So it's incredibly visual. We have over 20 tools uh, in the book with practical guides on, on how to use them and when they're most appropriate throughout the process. So really helping them identify the stages of searching where value is and then uh, validating if that value is actually going to deliver the results that they need and scaling it. 
and uh, helping the reader at every step of the way with case studies and inside tools and tips. Well, I like, I like that. And your last book had a lot of case studies as well. I think that's a lot of the things that are missing. And people can come up with uh, ideas in that, but, but seeing how those ideas are actually used in the real world is, is uh, a valuable insight. You know, my so, feeling is this work, as I was saying, that this work is hard. If we can take some unnecessary friction off by saying, look, if you're going to have a kickoff meeting, don't leave it to chance. So, for example, one of the tools we talk about in the book is this notion of a screenplay. So don't run it by an agenda. Run it as if you were creating an experience to get people excited about being a part of it. So how do you generate excitement? It's not going to come because you have a long PowerPoint about all the graphs that tell you why you should be innovative. It's really thinking about it from a totally different mindset. Yeah, you got to get your movie trailer out there first. Exactly. Excellent. Well, Lisa, thank you very much for coming on the show today. If our audience wants to find out a little bit more about uh, you or, or uh, get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, we'd love for you to uh, sign up for information about the new book coming out at designabusiness.com. And we have all kinds of um, interesting material being released as part of the book launch, which is uh, going to happen on September 19th. Um, so you can sign up there and get more access to all of our um, material about the book, including a 28-page uh, visual preview that's available there now. And you can also reach me on Twitter at Lisa K. Solomon, K-A-Y-S-O-L-O-M. Um, you can find me there, too. Excellent. Thanks, Lisa. Really appreciate it. Great, Brian. Thanks. Really enjoyed being here. Well, that's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, reach out and let us know uh, what you're thinking. Uh, give us your feedback. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at the IO Podcast. And if you have 30 seconds to spare, please, we'd love to hear from you on iTunes as well. Go over there, review us, uh, give us uh, an opportunity to uh, earn your trust and business, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Till next time, go out and innovate.